Welcome back, guys. It's Kibla Ahmed out here. I'm joined with two guests, one close to home, one far away from home. Uh, got Gilman and Dax here. Uh, we, this is our midweek special, I'm going to call it, because uh, uh, me and Gilman have been talking to invite more people on the show. And I'm going to call this part of the show Passion. And uh, we're going to share some love in the world with the current situation going on. And we're just going to geek out and talk about things that inspire us and motivate us and kind of go on and spread that love to people and try and inspire people in the process and uh yeah before i keep babbling on i'm gonna let the guest and uh my other guests take over go on G <laughs> tell us yeah well look man it's good to catch up with dax man i've known dax for a couple of years now and shout out to george because he's the one who introduced us hey, uh, but when i came to hong kong yeah when i came to hong kong Obviously, I expressed my geekiness, and George was like, oh, you got to beat my boy, man. you got to meet my boy. He's a geek like you. He loves all that shit. Uh, his <laughs> name's Dax. And da, da, da. You, know, you know how George is. And then he introduced yeah. us, and instantly, me and Dax just BFFs. Yeah. Uh, and we ended up ge- geeking out and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, man, Dax, it's good to catch up with you, bro, man. Uh, I, I do, like, and even with your son, we used to geek out as well. Uh, little D. Straight away, I was like, big D and little D. Uh, he's such a cute, handsome little boy, man. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he gets from his pops. Look at this good-looking dude right here. Um, but yeah, <laughs> how's things, over? How you been? How's everything in Hong Kong, man? Yeah, everything's okay. Uh, I guess it's the same as everywhere else in the world. Obviously, not as bad as some places, um, but I, I would say things are okay. Life still is going on. It's it's a new year, and at the end of the day, all you can do is try to stay positive. You know, you can't expect change to happen from 2020 all all of a sudden in 2021 uh but all you can do is really stay positive and, and push forward let's say nice bro yeah. and i, I have i've noticed this little mr fantastic thing you've got going on here i love how you're expressing <laughs> yeah. that bro you see that kids you see it <laughs> i love it yeah well it, it, it was kind of one of those things where obviously you know back in the day you would always go get your haircuts and and for me now i'm just kind of like all right, just whatever, and and now it's got to grow out. So I, I definitely have the the, the gray streak in it, and don't you know, Mister Fantastic, uh, I'll take that. <laughs> you know? Honestly, maybe I don't know what it was. Maybe back in the days, people wanted to color it and make it. All, I say keep it because it looks awesome. Yeah, uh, don't yeah. color that shit. I keep Mister Fantastic going on. Uh, yeah, awesome. Sure. I think my 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 hairstylist back in the day when I was telling him about the gray streaks, he was also he's like, no man, it's really cool. Uh, but I, for in my head, I was always thinking rogue, uh, yeah. because because of the gray streaks. But but you know, like I said, Mister Fantastic, I will gladly take that. Nice, uh, bro. Awesome. Hey, so yeah. what so what got you into to comic books, man? Because like. Would I, I like with George and whatnot? He's not mad into it and whatnot. So I don't know the environment that you kind of grew up with. So how did you get into this yeah. geeky comic? Would someone influence you, or did you just catch something and you got into it? Or how was your journey start into so this geeky? I, I kind of just got into it, and it, and it was more discovery for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, one of my first comics I would say was the Marvel. Uh, comics uh, presents series yeah uh, and so I don't know here so obviously I'm from Hong Kong um, and here we have a we have a convenience store called park and shop Jimin uh, you would know yeah the, the store uh, and you know obviously there was always the book and magazine section uh, and so when I was like 10 years old I was skimming through the magazine section and I found a little uh, a comic uh, which was Wolverine and Nightcrawler, 
which was basically uh, part of the Marvel Comics Presents series. Uh, and, you know, it's, it was one of those old school comics where you could flip flip them and then there'll be another comic in the back. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I would say, around 10. Um, and when I saw that, I kind of opened the book and started to read it and got really fascinated by it. Uh, truth be told, uh, I, you know, as my parents would try to make me read books when I was younger, I was just never reading books. Uh, but it was when I picked up a comic book and then I saw there were pictures in the books, uh, it just made it easier for me to kind of read. Uh, and that's where my kind of passion for comics kind of began. Um, and I just started to collect them. So the thing with Harkinshop uh, was it's not like your everyday comic book shop where you can turn up at the comic book store and know that certain issues are coming out and you can geek out on all the comics. It was just a random comic hidden between like a bunch of magazines. So for so long until Hong Kong opened their first comic shop, I used to have to like go into Park and Shop and like look behind all the magazines to see if all of a sudden I can find a comic. Uh, and so for me, it was a bit of a, a treasure hunt and yeah. like a bonus when, when I did come across one. Um, and yeah, so that's how I was introduced to the world of comics and, and, and I started to become a geek. Um, that's awesome, bro. I can imagine, I don't know how it was back in Hong Kong back then, but in, in the UK, with yeah. those kind of convenience stores and the magazines on the top shelf was always the uh, the, uh, the adult ones. And you know, when, as a kid, yeah, you kind of slyly put your eyes up and try to look for it. I can imagine, I don't know if it was in Hong Kong, but I can imagine Dax be like, no, no, I'm just looking for a comic book. Secretly, <laughs> looking at me. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm messing, but um, that's awesome, bro, because like, I know, I don't know who was your, uh, like from what I know, your, one of your characters who you love more than yeah. anything is, is that Spider-Man universe, Venom yeah. and whatnot? Is that is that your? I know you love all of them, but is that your? Would you say that's your favorite character, like the Spider-Mans or the Venoms or something like that? And why? Why? How did that? Why? Why is it that characters attracted you well, to? Yeah. I, would, I would say honestly, when I began, it, it was originally X-Men, right? Uh, and so obviously, like I said, when I came across the first uh, Wolverine and Nightcrawler kind of tag like duo. Uh, like to me, I, I was hooked, and for me, it was all about all about the stories of, of mutants, and you know, this ability to all of a sudden uh, acquire a power, um, and then you know, at the same time, uh, join a team of people, uh, a, a team or a school of mutants uh, that kind of inspired me into the world of comics, uh, and. Spider-Man later became like a huge, uh, like a huge thing for me. Um, but to be honest, I would say, like, uh, Kibbs, I know you're a huge Batman and Superman fan. Uh, <laughs> it's the same for me. I, if, I, if I had to go with anything, I would, I would always go back to Batman. Uh, but if not, you know, I'm wearing uh, my, my Deadpool hoodie. Uh, so I'm, I'm a massive fan of Deadpool. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man, Venom, the series, um, you know, Carnage, those are, those are key characters for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I love, I love them all. <laughs> I'd say. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Cool, man. And then when I met you, you were working for Fox at the time, right? And I remember I used to make jokes about, oh yeah, just hire me. I'll make you tea and stuff. Just get me involved in the <laughs> universe or whatnot. But you mentioned earlier that you were... So you were working with Warner Warner Brothers TV or whatnot, right? And and, and yeah, how was yeah. that journey, man? And and the inventions of 
you know what, so what you, you came want, up you with. Want, you want the you want the long story, <laughs> like because I can tell you what what got me uh, to where I was. Uh, and yeah, and long story, the long story. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the journey, uh, bro. Yeah, the journey. So so for me, uh, you know, obviously being a, a passion passionate comic collector, uh, the dream was always to to be, one day become a comic illustrator. Uh, and in my family, uh, a lot of us were very artistic, and we liked to we we followed art. Uh, but believe it or not, my mom had different plans for me. She was like, "No, you're not going to do art," uh, and she kept kind of pushing me in another direction. Uh, and you know, so many years went by where you know I kind of I didn't pursue art, but then later I started to pursue other courses, mm -hmm. uh, and I found myself at one point, kind of. Uh, just helping a family business out. Uh, one of my my aunts, she lives out in New York, and I was I was helping her business out for a while. Uh, and believe it or not, that was doing hair accessories for women. So I was one of those sales guys that would put put like hair accessories in, in women's hair. Like here, let me let me put your hair up, and, and like this is this is a nice little crazy crab. Or if you want a bobby pin or a shoe shoe, I I, I would kind of be selling that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and in the end, you know, I, I could remember, like, sometimes when I was having my break, I was just so, I was so kind of down and out and depressed, right? Uh, because at some point it was like, this is not where my life was supposed to go, right? You know, I was supposed to kind of try to be an illustrator and work for brands like Marvel Comics and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then one of my friends at the time, she was kind of, uh, kind of hanging out and she kind of, she could see I wasn't really happy. Um, and so at that, I mean, don't get me wrong, helping a family business out, of course, but she could see that, you know, I wasn't really happy. And she kind of asked me what was up. Uh, and I told her, you know, I was like, yeah, I told her my dreams of the things that I kind of wanted to do. And she kind of sat me down and she was like, well, what, what did you study? Uh, and uh, on one end, I studied to be a chef. And she's like, well, yeah, clearly you can't, you can't with Marvel Comics being a chef, right? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, but I, I, I studied marketing as well, right? Yeah. And she's like, well, there you go. You know, maybe you don't have to be an illustrator. Maybe you might find yourself working with these brands but doing something else, right? right? And so for me, all of a sudden, that kind of, like, I don't know why I never really thought of that. Maybe I was just young and dumb at the time, but, you know, all of a sudden it clicked and it was like my whole world opened, right? Uh, and so I kind of had a direction as to like the brands I kind of wanted to work with. Uh, but at a time when I came back to Hong Kong, um, basically it was my sister. Uh, she kind of, uh, she had a friend uh, and, she, and this, this friend is the one that actually started my entire career, I would say. Uh, but it was interesting how it happened because at first uh, when I'd come back to Hong Kong, I had... Uh, basically two jobs. I think one was to be a bartender at night while I was teaching English over the weekends. Uh, and my sister said, listen, there's an event going down. Uh, you know, you're going to meet one of my friends and then basically, you know, have a chat with her and see what you think. At this point, I didn't really know what to expect or where I was going. Yeah. Um, but I turned up at this event and basically I was looking at a, it, it was like an art event or something, right? And I was looking at a piece of art and I was kind of just staring at it. And then a woman comes over to me and she starts talking to me about the art piece. And I obviously start talking to her too. 
Uh, and then she turns and introduces herself and says that she's my sister's friend, right? And I was like, oh, so you're the one I'm supposed to meet, right? And then she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, listen, we've had a nice chat. She's like, there turns out that it uh, turns out that next week there's going to be a Pixar seminar, right? And you should come down and, and take a look at this seminar if you if you get the chance. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And she's like, oh, and by the way, I work for Cartoon Network, right? And I was just kind of like at that time, like, like mind blown, right? <laughs> and so I was like, oh shit, you know, Cartoon Network, that's awesome. Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll see you down there next week, right? Uh, and so it was the following week I went to this uh, seminar uh, where obviously some of the illustrators from Pixar had turned up and uh, they were some of the key illustrators for Cars and Monsters University, uh, or Mo Monsters Inc., sorry, not, not Monsters uh, University. Uh, but I found myself uh, with a team of, uh, of Cartoon Network there, right? And we were basically sitting down listening to the seminar. Uh, and obviously, I'm a junior, like, you know, I'm pretty young at that point. Uh, and I had no idea what to do. All I knew, I was, all I knew was that I was pretty excited. Uh, and so I was sitting there, and when they took the stage, all I was doing was taking notes, right? Um, and I, I could see everyone at Cartoon Network, the small group that came, uh, were kind of looking at me like, who's this kid? Or like, who's this guy? And like, you know, why is he sitting there taking all these notes, right? Um, and so I ended up talking to a few of them. Uh, and uh, I think the art director at the time uh, and the head of graphics at the time um, they they spoke to me, found out a bit a bit about my passion uh, for cartoons and comics and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, basically, you know, I kind of explained why I'm taking all the notes because I didn't think an opportunity like that would ever happen again, mm -hmm. right? Kind of be, sit down with like illustrators from Pixar, especially in, in Hong Kong. Um, and so the they they kind of looked at me and they were they told me. At the time, they were like, okay, why don't you continue to take all your notes, right? And at the end of the seminar, you pass us those notes, right? You know, so that basically we could, we have notes, right? And then they're like, and if you could do that, then you've got yourself an internship, right? And so at the time, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, sure. All right, cool. So I was sitting there and I started taking a whole bunch of notes. And so I got an internship. So at that point, I was working, uh, like I said, a bar I was a bartender at night, and then I was the English teacher over the weekend, and then in the daytime I was interning at Cartoon Network, uh, awesome. where I joined the I joined the graphics department, and uh, they taught me to be a rotoscoper. Mm. So that's where I began. I began as a, a rotoscoper in the graphics department, and, and then I got to basically cut out all the animations. Uh, you know, so uh, kids, you, you're well aware. Uh, like in a in a second of animation, there'll be 24 to 25 frames, yep. and you have to end up like cutting out each one of those frames for a character to animate the character. That's right. Um, you know, and basically, that's what I did all day, <laughs> and until my internship was over, and then I got offered a part-time job. So at that point, I was working three jobs uh, just to kind of maintain like what I wanted to do. Uh, even if it was just starting off as a rotoscoper, yeah. you know, yeah, I guess if you look at the, uh, what is it, Cobra Kai or uh, Miyagi Dojo, it's almost the, the wax on, wax off, sand <laughs> kind of 
thing. Like you start at the bottom, you, que you, you don't question it, you just do, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's where it began, uh, where I was working part-time with Cartoon Network or Turner. Uh, and then I left to work with a designer toy company for a while. Um, I think my approach in the industry was that, of course, you don't want to be working three jobs, right? So the approach was always to kind of, uh, how would you put it, kind of like work until you could get rid of one of those jobs, of right? Course. So That's just right. keep working, keep doing your thing, right? Until, yeah. until you could slowly kind of uh, get rid of one, right? right? And then get rid of the other. Um, and so I, I worked with designer toys for a while, um, which specifically ver uh, uh, urban vinyl toys. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a brand here called uh, Toy2R, uh, okay. and they create uh, basically these blank canvas toys for artists to kind of illustrate on and, and kind of, you know, explore the world of creativity and stuff yeah. through, through toys and art. Uh, and so I worked with them for a year until I kind of bumped into uh, my friend, the woman that originally got me the job in the internship. And she told me that the company was launching uh, a movie channel, uh, which was WB uh, India. Uh, mm -hmm. So basically, she had told me at the time that they were looking for a production assistant. And, and actually, it, 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 you know, if, if I had known anyone, that would be interested for the job, right? Because obviously when I met her, um, she she was like, oh, how are you doing? You must love the job now that you're in and stuff. And clearly if I had left the company at that time, you have to be all like, yeah, yeah, you know, life is good. I like where I'm at, right? Yeah. But at, at this point when she's like, oh, if you know anyone, in my head I was just thinking like, me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cool. How about me? Could I apply? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and so I applied for a production assistant role uh, in which then I was working on WB Movies. Got the job when I was working WB Movies. Uh, I then transitioned uh, fully to Cartoon Network, um, which was interesting because, you know, part of this story is to tell you that, you know, a huge part of my inspiration uh, growing up had been like Saturday morning cartoons or Sunday, uh, Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon cartoons. <laughs> and, and I would find myself like even uh, at this one point while I was actually studying my marketing course uh, out in Australia, I would, I would wake up every morning, pour myself a bowl of cereal, you know, throw on Cartoon Network uh, before heading to to school, right? And yeah. as I'm eating my cereal, I clearly remember thinking at the time, I'm like, man, like, who are the guys that do this, right? Uh, and so obviously, when I had gotten that job, uh, I found out that those were the guys that do this, right? You know, because I, I find myself wishing, I wish I could work with these guys, I wish I could do this, right? Uh, and then, you know, when I like transitioned from WB to Cartoon Network, all mm -hmm. of a sudden, I found out that I was doing the stuff that you know I thought like I could never do, but somehow did, right? Uh, so, yeah, a lot of that was training from the bottom and really kind of uh, you know putting my hand up and going the extra mile to kind of learn, you know, because obviously I didn't go to school for for uh, production, film, editing, uh, illustration. Everything was just based off of pure interest and eagerness to learn. Um, and basically that's how I kind of built my career. Um, but yeah, to go to Toonami, 
that was interesting because uh, obviously Toonami and Cartoon Network was a, is a huge uh, block on the Cartoon Network channel, uh, you know, like here in Asia uh, and, and most, most places, I think. Uh, people would remember Toonami, the Toonami block to be uh, a segment in which you could watch cartoons like Dragon Ball Z or, mm -hmm. or a lot of Japanese anime. Um, and here in Asia, uh, there was discussion to start a 24-hour superhero action superhero channel. Uh, and it just so happened uh, that basically I was working over lunch at one point, um, you know, and basically as I was working, uh, my mentor at the time had come in uh, and he was a bit like flustered, right? Uh, <laughs> and basically I was asking him what was going on and he's like, oh, I just got asked to uh, basically create some kind of sizzle reel uh, because they want to they wanna launch this channel, uh, which is, and I was like, yeah, what channel is that? He told me it was uh, Toonami, uh, and immediately my eyes were like wide open, and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, he's like, by tomorrow I got to come up with some sizzle reel, right? And at that time, I, I was just like, you know, I was like, well, if you're if you're flustered at this point or overworked, I don't mind doing it, right? <laughs> and like, and then he was like, he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then at that time, uh, you know, my creative director walked in, mm. right? Uh, and he was all like a bit like flustered as well because of of these tight turnarounds, right? And he had obviously uh, given the job to uh, my mentor at the time, right? Uh, and so obviously you, you can't just pass the workload off to someone else. Uh, he, he basically, he grabbed the, my creative director and then he was like, hey, he wants to do it. Like, is it all, is it all good if I pass it to him? And it kind of gives me this look, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Trust me, like 24 hours, no problem, right? Because uh, I'm immediately already digging into the library in my head as to like Great. all the cartoons I'm going to pull out. Um, and he's like, he's like, if you think you can do it, go for it. But you got to show me this reel at the end of the day, right? Because we've got to show this uh, tomorrow, right? And I was like, cool, done deal, right? And basically, instead of going to lunch, I ran back to my desk, started uh, uploading all the cartoons that I kind of loved um, for this channel. Uh, and I put together this sizzle reel, uh, and then I came back, and then I showed it to him. And then at that point, he was kind of like, you know, paused for a bit. Uh, and, and I think it was, you know, in editing, it, a lot of it comes down to not just footage, but like music choice, uh, pace of an edit, uh, and impact. Like, what's what, how you're going to leave, uh, you know, a viewer with some kind of impact. And I, I ended with this one key shot of uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Avengers, right? Uh, with like the Hulk smashing down into the screen uh, and then this Toonami logo appears, right? Uh, and I, I think it just gave him such an impact. Uh, at the time, he kind of, he, he was taken back and he was like, whoa, this is really cool. Uh, so he then took the video and then he showed it to all of senior management because they weren't sure as to whether or not, well, one, how this channel was gonna look but then too, like, you know, whether or not it was something they needed to kind of pursue, right? Uh, and basically, uh, after showing that little sizzle reel, uh, everyone got really excited. Uh, and then I, I kind of, I was asked to kind of, you know, ensure, or I was asked to lead uh, the launch of the channel. 
which was really cool because that took me back to a time while I was back in New York. Uh, and when I was in New York, uh, I used to get home really late and I used to switch on uh, the television channel and switch to uh, like Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, and Adult Swim would turn into late night tsunami. Uh, and at that point, as I was just kind of like lying in bed waiting to start my next day, it was another moment when I was saying like, you know, I wonder who are the, the guys that do this? You know, I kind of, I really wish I could do this, right? And only to find out later uh, down the line when I, when I got back to Asia that uh, I would be given that opportunity to launch Toonami Asia. Uh, That's awesome, man. Yeah, the yeah. hustle. I love it. Because I was telling Kibbs earlier, we were discussing the podcast earlier about the vision visualization and knowing what you want to do that's, that's amazing you got to have that vision but the hard work that comes behind it the hustle that comes behind it is what pushes it uh and it's great to hear man the hustle man free jobs and, and doing your free jobs and whatnot and just trying to get through all the way getting to this point it's fucking yeah. amazing bro yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so what, it's 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 motivating and inspiring to hear that because my story is similar to that where i was in a job i didn't enjoy uh yeah I came out of a divorce. I went to Hong Kong and my inspiration yeah. came from Hong Kong to see my brother. Because my brother had left, was it just a year after my divorce or something like that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And, you know, tragic things tend to hold you down a little bit before you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah. going to see my brother in Hong Kong because he's made a big move and in the process being inspired uh, Shifu Bruce Lee inspired me. I was there on the docks drawing away and it brought art back into my life because uh, yeah. I stopped drawing from the age of I started college at 16 and I stopped drawing I stopped illustration, anything creative I did go through a phase of using because I was working for a photography company so I went from photography to videography to understanding editing and as you said it was all self-taught it was yeah, yeah. that I learned along my journey. But when I got to Hong Kong, I said, I'm going to stop chasing and I'm just going to start enjoying life a bit more. And I started doing art again and I started sketching and I learned how to illustrate again. And yeah, yeah. Inspired me. And, and hearing your story and asking them crucial questions, I was like, what, who are the guys that do this? Yeah, yeah. For to, sure. this, to actually get into a point where, oh my God, shit, I'm doing this. So, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like you just dive in and just do, right? Exactly, yeah. No, of course, and the hustle plays so much because, as you said, you were doing free jobs. And the the goal was to try and take one away so that you could do the other one full time. And yeah, you, right. you eventually got to that. And the passion shows through that. And the hard work is you've got to put that grind in to kind of achieve those goals. And it was small yeah. goals that you had there. For like sure. achieve to get to that point journey dude that is yeah man yeah. and your visualization from new york mm. to australia to hong kong it's, it's fucking global man it's sick yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but i think like you know I, I take away like yes you had the passion for it and that's amazing and you never lost that passion but i love the hustle man i love the hustle i love the fact that you know, it's not about the money. You know, I was telling kids the same thing. Yeah. Like, the moment shit started working out for you is the moment you wasn't doing it for money. It was just, I'm doing it for passion. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, yes, you were hustling the two other jobs, right? The, the, the English teaching and the bartender. That's, 
that's the yeah. that's for you to survive the the tsunami and the or the the, the car network that was just give me the internship i'll take free, uh, internships were free if i remember right just give me that i'll work for free and that's the hustle that's that's what i'm saying that's what's inspiring that's why that's what's like motivating to the fact that it wasn't about the money i was going to work for free and this opportunity for tsunami came up cool i could do it 24 hours like fuck, fuck it I'll do, i ain't gonna take a lunch whatever yeah, yeah. you you hustle to get it to get you into this point you know that you're that you move on to that and that's what i find inspiring you know what i mean it wasn't just given to you or you you weren't just like sitting back with 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 income coming from your family you're like no no i'm gonna hustle i'm gonna work my two jobs and i'm gonna do this shit for free because that's what i want to do yeah. Uh, and i think that's what i think i honestly believe when you do it for passion and not the money that's when it picks up for you and that worked for kids and it's in your story it's worked for you as well for sure i, I mean to to be honest when i when i look back all those moments that were very like you know key to what would happen in my my career um most of those they you know i don't know like if you were to ask me like when i was young if if any of these things would have ever happened i would have said no but it was it, it was almost the it was you know what is it it's it's almost the uh what's the saying it's um uh when it, it is the visualization in your head it, it's basically the universe has a way of like kind of finding you in a way right if if you if you can think it you can achieve it if you want it bad enough somehow the stars align and and things will will fall into place uh, and it, it's it's exactly what it happened. Um, you know, I could tell you some crazy things from those moments where I find myself, uh, for example, for example, uh, when it came to getting the the production assistant job, right? Mm -hmm. The time when I said, "Yeah, cool," like I I, I want to apply for that job. I can tell you that you know while I was walking in a crowd, right. All of a sudden, I heard someone's voice, and when I heard that voice, immediately it registered as the woman that I I know. And, and I looked back, and as I looked back, because she was behind me having a conversation with someone else, our eyes had caught each other. And at that point, that's when the conversation began about this this production assistant role. If I had not looked back, or if I did not think about the, uh, you know, or or that voice didn't register, yeah. I would have just continued walking, and then basically this whole thing would have never happened, right? You know, to everything from the moment where I'm like working late for lunch, right, and then basically, you know, I'm on my way out to grab lunch because I've worked late, and then I bump into my mentor at that point, and then all of a sudden something happens. I think what it is is it's like. Sometimes you just go with it and and dive in and and just go, you know. And if if, cool. if it's what you wanted in the first place, um, yeah, it, 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 it's pure passion. Um, no, no, of course, definitely. I I I have a similar story in Hong Kong, where I was in the Avenue of Stars, and I said yeah. I think Gilman was still working, so I I kind of understood uh, what trains to jump on and what ferries to jump on. To get over and i said i've got my sketchbook with me i i bought it especially with me uh for the trip to to draw the skyline to draw the buildings but then when i saw that statue i went back there almost every other day to sketch it and i remember people standing around me watching me sketch and telling me it was good and yeah but the key moment was it was a rainy day dark clouds quite yeah. small in Hong Kong <laughs> and <laughs> it was a moment 
of it was like a burst of light that hit Shifu. Yeah. And a lot of people think, Kibs, you're talking craziness, but that light there showed me something. Yeah, yeah. At that moment, it glimmered on him and me drawing. Just the and right it's still, It still gives me goosebumps now, dude. Like, my heart right now is racing because it was such a... Oh, man. Like, a, a moment of solitude for me and a moment of realisation because before I didn't understand how religion and the universe and the way life worked. Like, I, yeah, I was yeah. asking too many questions at that time. But yeah, at yeah. that moment... A little divine intervention intervention happened it's, there, dude, and it, it, <laughs> it took me over. Like my heart still pounds now, and I still get goosebumps from that moment because I still have that image in my sketchbook, and it like really told me, like Kibbs, chill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let 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 life just let it just blossom, let let it do its thing. Stop overthinking things and jump sure. at every opportunity you get. And I came back from Hong Kong six years ago. And my journey so far is unbelievable. Like when it came to art, I mean, I, now I'm teaching people online. I just didn't think I'd come to a point where I could share my passion with people. So, and then, you know, the podcast grew. I got more closer with family members. And yeah, it's been, it's been, an, your yeah, story yeah. is inspiring, dude. I've, no, man, like I've been following you guys online. And, and obviously I, I came on, on, on to one of your talks with my son before, which I love. Uh, and I just love what you guys do. And, and to be honest, like, you know, you could see that you love what you do and, and you're having fun doing it. Uh, and that that's always key, right? That's right. Uh, you know, even, even G always talks about, you know, the fact that, like, you know, you found yourself when you when you weren't thinking about the money, but you were just focused on, on the things that you love, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I could talk about, you know, parts of my past where I was no longer collecting comic books. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I was just kind of, you know, messing around, I guess, a lot. Uh, but I got to a point in my life where I, I was thinking to myself, you know, like, when was I last happy? Right. And at that point, uh, I thought about the times that I used to read comics. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and from that point, it was all of a sudden like, oh, cool. You know, like I'm going to go back into the things that I love. Right. And that yeah. meant reading comics. That meant like kind of like looking at uh, like treasure hunting at like toys. Right. Or, or collectibles. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then just kind of geeking out again. You know, I love films. I love cartoons. I loved I loved it all. Uh, and at the time when, like I said, from those three jobs to even when I was working on WB movies, like, to be honest, like, all I could say was like, I had the coolest job because all I had to do was go to work, watch movies, right? <laughs> Log those movies, uh, write scripts and figure out ways to like edit and kind of like get people to, to watch the film on a, on a Friday or Saturday evening or something, yeah. right? Uh, and it didn't get better than that until all of a sudden I moved to Cartoon Network and then I was going to work and watching cartoons for a living, right? <laughs> and so that was like, that was just like, oh, life just doesn't get better than this, right? But it, it does, like, you yeah. know, life will have those ups and downs, but at the end of the day, there's the silver linings and they're, they're the things that you should appreciate, um, you know, and at the end of the day, if you... If if you're not constantly focused on on the immediate return, 
then at some point, like you'll get to a place in life where you can look back and you can see that journey and you can be like, whoa, like I've accomplished quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't mean it ends there. It's like it really is always about moving forward and, and you know, what's next. Um, so, yeah, no, I do remember when we used to link up, we used to do our random trips in Moncock. Every time we say link up, it's like, oh, yeah, it, let's just meet up in Moncock. Because we used to always go, not even, just, we used to window shop a lot, right, with the figures. We used yeah, to go yeah. window shopping a lot uh, in Moncock. That was our local place. And then you take Dax, bring Dax along, um, Little D along. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we'll just chill and just check out figures and whatnot. But all of this has led to what you're doing, like what you got yourself into now, right? Because you set up your own production company now. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so w- w- what's happening with that? Tell us a little bit about that and how that started off and, and what's going on. The vision behind the new production company well it, it's still early days uh i could tell to be honest like you know okay okay like i could tell you for example um back go back to new york right <laughs> when i was sitting there at the beginning for me the brands i always wanted to work for i said already from the beginning one was marvel comics a huge one was uh pixar Right. So for me, it was Pixar. For me, it was Marvel. Uh, obviously, I was a major Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, uh, basically, like, you know, the, it, those are the brands I, I went and wanted to work for. Um, you know, so when I ended up uh, moving from Turner uh, to Fox, uh, mm-hmm. I was working with uh, more uh, general entertainment, sports, uh, and factual entertainment. And then I moved towards uh, representing National Geographic. Uh, and I was a producer for National Geographic. Uh, so I got to do some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, you know, I did get to travel quite a bit and get to see places that other people didn't get to see. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not like the National Geographic explorers because those guys are like the coolest guys. Uh, you know, they're, they're the ones changing the world and yeah. making a difference. Uh, I was just fortunate enough to, to meet them and film with them uh, and do some kind of cool stuff as a producer, right? Uh, but if you were to ask me uh, when my journey began, uh, you know, what was next, right? The dream was always to go for Disney, to go for uh, Pixar, to go for Marvel, uh, and all those brands. Those are the brands that I've always wanted to work with my entire life. Uh, and, I, and I got to, I was at, almost at that point, right? Uh, basically, as you know, with Disney Plus now, National Geographic is part of Disney Plus. So I, I'm proud to say that I got to work for one of those brands. Um, but it, like, you know, due to uh, like unfortunate circumstances, uh, I found myself almost, you know, at the gates of Disney, uh, and you know, and the brands I wanted to work with. Uh, but unfortunately, I had to kind of walk away from it. Uh, and when I walked away from that, the thought of walking away from the ultimate dream, right, is almost like a, a at the time kind of a how would you say it? It's, it, it was almost. But I didn't really know what to do. Like it was one of those moments where you're you're just kind of like biting yourself in like in the butt and just kind of being like, oh shit, like you know, like I can't believe it. I I finally made it, and then now I I gotta walk away, right? And so I ended up uh, not taking uh, the job and transitioning to the Disney team. Uh, and at that point, I kind of decided to set up my own brand because uh, I'm here in Hong Kong, 
Uh, that brand kind of focuses on one aspect is branded content, uh, and the other is to uh, work on original entertainment. Uh, so I've been spending all of 2020 uh, putting together some concepts and ideas, uh, but it's still early days at this point. Uh, but yeah, so I started my own my own uh, site in time. That's my site in time because that that moment. Because that that dream is is quite big, yeah. It was brands that you want to work with, and yeah. man, the 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 gut wrenching feeling I got right now. Because I feel you, like I'm like those are like those are like two more things on my bucket list before I leave this yeah. world is to have yeah. a, a comic book cover with Marvel Marvel Comics and DC Comics. Yeah, and yeah. For a moment to step, like for you to kind of like. I mean, due to circumstances, but that that feeling must have been, it must have been playing on your head for a little while, man. And but it it, yeah. it, it turned into something. Well, yeah. I mean, it, again, like I said, it's still early days. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like uh, the way that I foresee it is, um, you know, I'm still young, and no matter how old I am, <laughs> right? And if if there's <laughs> anything that I've learned in, in my career. Uh, also being a father mm -hmm. uh, is that you know you you can't plan or prepare too much you just got to go with it right uh, and life will take you down like you know or will take you off the beaten path and, and you know you go with that and and you don't know where your journey might end up so even though I ended up kind of walking away from the brands I've wanted my entire career you never know, right? Maybe one day the opportunity you, you, will. You never, you never, you never know. It's so true. I, uh, I believe in yeah. that. It, it, it will probably come back knocking on your door again very soon. <laughs> yeah. I remember we we used to, we were discussing it at the time, um, yeah. and I'm not gonna, I won't go into the the personal details, but it, it, it involved. It was very personal as well. It wasn't just a job transition. Uh, and for yeah. everyone who doesn't know, right? Marvel, and Disney bought all the Fox Entertainment acquisition so that was your journey yeah. in, but there was going to be some personal changes like relocation and whatnot and uh, you were thinking about it a lot but you know ultimately and then I'm glad you you did this you it was family right I, I think that was yeah. one of the main reasons like I can't leave Hong Kong yeah. family son and whatnot but yeah. it led to uh, Ascension 7 Media right that's that's the company yeah. name I don't think you even shouted out yet so yeah. shout yeah. out yeah. to, yeah. to to the new company company name and you know Kibbs yeah. you pull it into the bio and of all the links so. later Ascension 7 Media but it's be in the it will, yeah I mean with the way you've hustled the way your story goes and you know you're going to keep hustling and do what you're doing but sure. something will in the universe will come back to where it where it needs to be you know what I mean and that's where you yeah. Hire me to make you tea every day and let me just be a part of that. Thing. I, but I'm not even joking. But I yeah. will make you tea. I make a good cup of tea. Just get me involved, bro. <laughs> and eventually, I'll work my way up. <laughs> you know, all, all I could say is like, you know, if if there's one thing I've learned, it's like, you know, for me, my journey like couldn't have happened without the people that I got to learn from and work with. Um, so, you know, some of my best experiences have been with people overseas, production crews, like photographers, cameramen, uh, you know, entire crews. And and it was really them, you know, without them, like I wouldn't have been able to, to have done half of the stuff that I got to do. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, so you know, everything from like sitting down and having tea with 
with you, G-Man, <laughs> on set. <laughs> you know, it all matters. It's all relative, right? <laughs> but I, I'll obviously get you get you to do more than that. <laughs> One day, man. I want to ask you a question because being a father as well, and me being a father recently as well, uh, yeah. and geeking out with your son, it yeah. must be a trip. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is awesome. Like, I, I, I could say my son now, uh, it's, it's bizarre, right? Because at this age, like, okay, my son reads a lot, right? And, and if anything, I, I'm, I'm so proud of him for that because he's reading proper books at my age, like, and he loves it, right? At my age, I, I couldn't, right? And that's, that's why when I found comics, it was like, was amazing for me, right? And so I have like this mass collection of comics. Uh, and growing up, I was always like, oh, yeah, one day I'm going to give this to my kids. Right. And, you know, I got my card collections. I've got, I got I got it all. And I'm like, this is going to go to them. And like they're going to geek out and they're going to love it. Right. Uh, but my son's a huge uh, fan of Archie comics. Right. <laughs> so I'm all like, oh, I don't have Archie comics. I've got like. <laughs> I've got like Spawn, I've got like again, like yeah, X-Men, I got Spider-Man. And like, you know, it's it's all there. <laughs> but in the end, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like he, he's down with Archie, I'm down with Archie too, right? Yeah. Uh, and Archie's great, right? Um, but it, 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 for me, like, you know, there's sometimes I'm a bit like, ooh, like, you know, like this sucks because I could show you like these great comics. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'll read it at some point. Right. Uh, my son's a big gamer, I'd okay. say. So, so that's where, you know, I hope to kind of, uh, you know, connect and bond with him more. Yeah. Uh, he's got games he likes to play. I've got games I like to play. Uh, so we try to meet halfway. Uh, at yeah. the moment, uh, he's 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 getting me. Uh, well, I bought I, I bought Cuphead, and and for me at the time, I don't know if you know, Cuphead's a really hard game. Uh, and, I'm not familiar with that one, but is that a Nintendo Switch game? Is that a Nintendo game? Uh, I think it's on multiple platforms, but it it it, it was it was on the, the Switch, uh, so I ended up buying that. Um, and for me, I mean, it's known to be pretty hard. And so for me, it was hard. Uh, but then, you know, he's now playing it and he's good at it. Right. So he's like, <laughs> that's where I'm like, damn, like, I thought I was good at gaming, but he's, he's like pro, right? They pick uh, it up quick. They, they, they're like, I feel like the, the next generation have, uh, a, a, a leaping head start because, yeah, we, didn't, yeah. we grew up with the tech, did we? Because we grew up yeah. with the books and the comic books. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like now, when I see my daughter, who was just recently turned two, know how to use an iPad and knows what app to open to write and draw. Yeah. Like, Hold up, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't. I didn't even know how to use. Didn't even know that iPad could do illustrations until the job I got into. <laughs> But we yeah, had we like, we started off with with what do you call it Atari or Spectrum, which was A and yeah. B or something. Two <laughs> buttons, not too complicated. Yeah. Two buttons, right? And then when yeah. our advancement was Mega Drive, which was left, right, up, down, left, right, A, B, C. That was yeah. our you know technological technological advancement. With the kids these days, they got touch screen, move this hair, press that button yeah. to bring this app up. Like they it yes, they got a, a, an advancement in regards to techno. They're not yeah. starting with two buttons they're starting with 50 yeah, and 100 or whatever i'd say like uh well well my son was like a kid uh well baby uh so he's like 11 now right uh and, and now he's too cool 
for me, right? <laughs> but but uh, when he was young, for on, on PlayStation, it was it was Lego Batman, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so to me, that's still like an awesome like Lego game. Uh, but it was there was a moment where you know, as a baby, like at first, it was like you watch them play and they don't know what they're doing yet. They just love all the colors and the characters. That's but awesome. then there's this one moment where all of a sudden you see that they start to get it, and once they get it, then all of a sudden he's like playing Lego Batman and he's like uh -huh. collecting all the coins and he's smashing all the bricks and then he's like getting all through the levels. Uh, so now, now he's like he's like a Fortnite pro, uh, well, you so know. <laughs> and like, you know, in, in the end, like you know, if I'm like, oh, you know, like show me Fortnite, like I want to, I want to try playing with you. Uh, like he's just like, no, nah, dad, like no. Nah. <laughs> and I'm just like, stay right. in your lane, pop. Stay so in that, your lane. Yeah, so that's why he's like, all right, well, why don't we play Cuphead? And, I, and then I'm like, I'm like, really, like shit, Cuphead's kind of difficult or whatnot, right? Uh, and that, and, and then so he's got his games, I've got my games, right? Uh, he's, uh, I guess, I get in trouble to to get him to play games like Diablo and and. Uh, you know, <laughs> these other other style uh games but yeah it's it's cool we like it's it's good to have uh a boy that i can kind of geek out with uh, especially kind of show him movies that i grew up watching um like you know you might be like oh we're gonna watch another old movie again and like <laughs> and i'll be like yeah man but you know these are great these films are great right um but yeah Awesome. I, I, I can't wait to get to that stage. I mean, now she, I mean, two years oh, on, still yeah. registering a lot. But when we play Rocky, it's yeah. that moment because you know when the training montage comes up, she actually does the running and the push-ups and oh, that's awesome. Rocky, and it's like, oh my god, man, she's like really getting into it, and it's it's made me fall in love with the movies again as well. And I know all of us we love our movies, and like I yeah. feel like Rocky is like one of the one of them stories that everybody's going to get along with because there's a part of us in Rocky. Yeah. He's always pushing forward and fighting. And, and sure. I love the fact that it keeps coming back to us and it's, you know, grows with us during the generation. So for sure. Uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite videos. I, I was saying to Kibbs a while back where um, I, had to, I had to go training, I had to do my training, but I wasn't motivated, right? And you know me, I love my training, but I just was like, oh, I can't bother. And then I just watched a video of my little niece reacting to Rocky 2 and just running and jumping and saying, yeah, Rocky, yeah. And I was like, I'm pumped. I'm going to fucking train now, man. So <laughs> I love that video. Even that just inspires me and whatnot, man. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. I've got actually another question for Dax. It was regarding... Uh, You've recently got into illustration, I see, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so for for me, like, obviously, I, I, I told you that uh, I'd always wanted to be an illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, and believe it or not, I so I, I, I hadn't drawn since high school. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I stopped. I stopped drawing. Um, you know, I think that was that was when back in the day when you know I was constantly being pushed away from art and to learn business and all all these other all these other practical jobs, I guess, mm -hmm. or whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of just stopped. And uh, believe it or not, I have a good friend. Uh, you know, he's got an amazing story. You know, at some point I can introduce you guys to him. That'd be great. Uh, 
Yeah, he's uh, he's a uh, uh, basically he works with DreamWorks uh, Animation, mm. uh, and and for him, we grew up together. Uh, he's got an interesting story where, for example, he uh, you know he originally was into music, uh, mm -hmm. but he went back to school to study uh, graphics, uh, mm. you know, three D three D design and and all that kind of stuff. And then he's got an interesting story where. You know, he's he's worked with some major uh, films, uh, on, on, well, on some major film productions, uh, but he's currently with DreamWorks. But he, like, when I was out in L.A., he took me on a tour uh, to DreamWorks uh, kind of studios. Uh, and it was just really great to see because, you know, at the time, and, and I believe he was telling me how, like, the staff are encouraged to explore their creativity. Uh, you know, the areas where, like, you know, if you wanted to sit down with like artists and illustrators to learn how to draw, you could. And so his 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 art and illustration kind of was encouraged in where he worked. And so when I saw him draw, I was inspired because I was just kind of like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Right. You know, and, and at the same time, then he he ended up pushing me a bit to, to kind of re-explore the drawing aspect again. Uh, and so for me, like, you know, he, he'd send me some books on, on illustration, uh, but really just encouraged me to kind of go ahead and just start drawing again. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm great at it, <laughs> but, no, but, you know, the process, dude, you're like, you're starting from scratch, which is always the learning curve and always the hardest part. But then I saw the progress and I'm like, oh, dude, he's like really pushing it. And I love it, dude. I, I, that's, that's as an artist, it inspires me as well to see like you you had that break as yeah. you said and i had the same similar break and what inspired me was when i when i was at my mum's house i went into the loft i i took some boxes out just trying to filter through things and i saw my artwork from when i was 15 years old yeah. and i was like wow nice. i was actually a really good artist like my yeah. My uncle inspired me originally to get into what got us into comic books and movies, but my artwork, I was like, wow. And then I ended up just sketching and I started from scratch, scratch again as well. I was learning how to do eyes and lips yeah. and hands. I used to hate hands and feet. I hate doing foot. And then uh, learning into digital, like 2020 yeah. said to me, you know, the job said, look, we're going to put you on furlough. Yeah. I thought I was going to lose my job. I was like, okay, I don't know nothing about this, but you know what? I've got time with my daughter. Most dads don't get that chance to spend that much time. Yeah. So uh, I jumped on some digital illustration classes and pulled out my iPad and I was like, wow, this thing does amazing things. Yeah, well, that it's the same. Like, because obviously I've seen your illustrations and I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And like for me, like, if I'm I'm a big fan of just illustrators in general. I love artists and, and creatives. Uh, more importantly, comic artists as well, right? Um, and so, like, I I could only hope, you know, if if I could if I could go back to basics and learn and 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 do that, like, I I I, I should actually. I kind of want to continue to do that. Uh, but it, it really was, as you said, the the digital aspect of once I. Once I came across like uh, the the Procreate app yeah. uh, from my friend who told me to to download the app, 
Um, you know, because obviously I took courses on on uh, Photoshop and Illustrator, so I kind of understood the basics of layers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but just having an iPad on your in in the palm of your hand with a pen, uh, and then and then and buying a screen uh, protector that has the same texture as like paper, That's right? Wrong. All yeah. of a sudden you're just like whoa, right? And then from that point, like you know, like the fact that you can work on multiple layers. Uh, you know, and on top of that, just kind of, you know, just like erase or work with different pens and, and kind of just sketch quickly. Uh, it, it, it just, it's really helped uh, even people like me who haven't drawn or, or done anything for a while. As long as you understand the basics, like, you know, you can really push illustration to, to like a new level in, in the digital uh, or a digital art realm. Um, but it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good to yeah. see. Uh, when I see new, uh, everybody picking up new things and wanting to try different things. And I mean, your story yeah. from like, it links now for me, I've got a better understanding of where your journey started. Yeah. And to where it's come back to, because now you are doing the odd illustrations and learning about it again. It's like, Oh my God, he's coming back to it now. So, you know, yeah. It's weird. The universe, as you said, it works in such a way where it, it interconnects somehow, man. It's a, a big, massive. Our own universe is created. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely amazing. And, and and I hope I can create uh, at least many more if uh, if I can if I can get some pitches out there and hopefully get them greenlit. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's the main thing, isn't it? I mean, I. I've, 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 it's my, it's, it's still, it's still there. So my wall, it says Marvel and DC Comics. And I mean, lucky enough, I have got to do some things in 2020 with uh, DC, uh, their UK office and uh, some social yeah. media stuff. And uh, like you've gotten to see some pretty fantastic, like people, man. Like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, man. Like, I was I've like, had a, I've had a, I mean, early, just before, I mean, I think the early 20, uh, sorry, 2020, for the birds of prey to meet. The characters yeah. from the film, uh, Margot Robbie uh, and all of them, it was just absolutely mad. But just to meet Jim Lee. Jim Lee, man. That's oh, awesome. my God. Jim Lee. So yeah. I remember going to the Birds of Prey premiere. And shout out to the geek still, Warner Brothers UK, for hooking that up for me. Because I got to meet my my favorite artist in the world, dude. Like, I, 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 I freaked out. I didn't know what to do because... I remember on, on last week's podcast when we spoke to the Geek is Still, I was actually speaking to, we were speaking to Grant Morrison and Dan Dido from DC Comics, and we were talking about the universe in the film, and then he just saw me run off. <laughs> because they were like, I was like, dude, shit, that's Jim Lee. I didn't know he was in country. And like, I ran towards him, and I was like, dude, I'm like... I didn't ask for a picture or anything at the time. And I was like, mind blown. Cause I was like, dude, your artwork and you probably hear it all the time. And the guy's so humble and you know, yeah, yeah. he just, he just leveled down. He was like, it's cool, man. Like, you know, chill, relax. I didn't know what to say. I freaked out. I was, that was <laughs> cool. Just guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, just, you know, chill. And then like, you know, I was like really polite and it's like, you must hate this dude. Like, can I ask yeah. your permission for a picture? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. And I'm like, why am I freaking out like this for? But it, it was, it was no, such a pleasure. Because I, think, I think a lot of us would be freaking out, man. <laughs> I, I think 
it, even when if I get if I get like the 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 person I follow on Instagram to like one of my comments, I'm all like, oh, they like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true because I don't know. It's weird because like we come in from an era where we love pop culture. I mean, it plays yeah. a big part of our lives. Our backgrounds tells us yeah. about our lives. <laughs> uh, but to like we came to a point in 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 our lifetime where you know social media is 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 it's massive because it's 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 actually you didn't think you could meet somebody like that i never yeah, thought i'd be able to sure. meet somebody like that to to cross paths with somebody because you kind of put them on a bit of a pedestal i try not to yeah yeah we automatically do that but to yeah. to get to meet them and geek out with them i mean over the years i've got to meet a lot of my my favorite artists and writers frank miller who was one of them as well i am so happy i got to meet frank miller as well uh, who else is there? There's Todd Nark and and then Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. I suppose you guys already know. I always talk about Back to the Future. I love that. Uh, and the universe got me to meet him. So thank you so much. Do you find like Kevin when Smith, Mark uh, just, when you're just yourself and like you're speaking with them? Uh, it's actually it's when you're no longer being the the fanboy geek that all of a sudden like you know, you realize actually they're also fans and geeks of other things. <laughs> and of course, like, of course, of course. I think Kevin, Kevin Smith showed me that and Mark Bernardin. Uh, yeah. Mark Bernardin, I met him a couple of years ago. He came to a Comic-Con and we just had such a, they, we just joked the whole time we were there. He was so, he was just one of us. It, yeah. he was, I'm just one of you guys that love this shit even more. And then yeah. the same thing with Kevin Smith. Like I was, I was nervous again. I was like, oh my god, this, this how the hell did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> what what happened? Like how? Like, because I got the phone call like really last minute. Uh yeah. Luke Park, the geek is still I'm his sort of Jimmy Olsen, so I'm his camera guy. He so he yeah. calls me, he goes, Kibbs, Kevin Smith today. And I'm like, what Kevin Smith? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna what? hold the camera, I'm gonna be shaking. And they were yeah. like, I can't take no tripods. And I'm like, how the hell are we gonna do this? Because yeah. I've got Kevin Smith in front of me. And I have to yeah. hold the camera for an interview. And I was like, okay. Luckily, we found some chairs that we could use as a stabilizer. Because I was like, how can I not take a tripod? They, do, they didn't want much. Get there, creative. Get we creative. And, uh, man, Kevin Smith, again, down to earth. I mean, the guy just, like, I told him I was going to be a dad and just gave me a massive hug. And he was like, man, yeah. enjoy it, dude. Like, really take that moment in as a father and make sure you're, like, just be there. Be there. Man, it's almost like he was a star with you, right? But it, it, he was in that moment with you to give you give you the hug you needed, right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, they're they're big geeks just like us, and and I love that because once you kind of yeah. bring it down to that level, like it's hard not to put them on a pedestal because these are the guys that inspired your creativity or when you're listening to them. But to kind of it's like the I've met people that haven't been humbling yeah. and quite you know difficult but i can only understand the situation but then you yeah. meet these guys and you're like oh man they they're actually really cool they're really yeah. down earth so uh, i could i could tell you like there was uh there was a time i i regret it the, it's my biggest regret uh yeah. even though i try not to live in regret uh yeah. with the time uh where uh we got this is back when I was working uh, with Turner Cartoon Network, um, yeah. and we had just launched Toonami, 
but it turned out that I'm not. Do you know who Sam Register is? Um, so Sam Register is the executive producer for a lot of uh, Warner Brother animations. Okay. Uh, and you know he came out with things like Teen Titans and and, and actually all the Warner Premiere uh, movies you see. He's the he's the EP. Oh yes. Uh, I think he was, uh, yeah, he, he's like uh, I would I would say top dog, um, but he was he, he came to visit the office uh, and and we got a sit down uh, where he was showcasing some of the uh, top animation talent to come out of Asia uh, yeah. while I think just before they had launched uh, DC Nation. Yeah, uh, you know, so they had all those short animated films at the time. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know if you'd ever seen things like, uh, Fat Man of Shanghai or, yeah. or, or what, yeah, yeah, so he was like showcasing some of that stuff when it just, when it just came out, uh, and telling some stories and, and I had like all these questions, but I just, I just like, I choked, right? <laughs> because like he was there and I was just, he was like, anyone have questions? And I was like, uh, uh, like, Oh. No, right. I I saw it all anyway, right? <laughs> uh, but in, in the end, like sometimes I was like, man, if I if I just gone over and said like you know like or introduced myself or something. Uh, so you know when you got to see like Jim Lee, like you did the right thing, just kind of really just go straight out just there go and for be it, like, hey. and, like you really <laughs> exactly. It was that opportunity that was given by the universe. Well, yeah. I would say religiously in a different way, but yeah. It, it just happened so quick because I didn't realize while I was watching that movie, somebody was yeah. calling my name in the corner and said, Kibbs, Jim Lee's in the house. But I Jim didn't hear that because we had the yeah. cast of Birds of Prey. Yeah. Hard not to take your eyes off the cast of Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so for sure. Hard. And I'm like, Kibbs, Kibbs, Jim Lee in the house. And I'm like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Who is this person screaming my name? And I didn't know who it was. Yeah. And then as we were leaving, for the night and speaking to like Dan Dido and Grant Morrison's, these are guys like, you know, created the DC universe towards the past 10 years. Yeah. Speaking out with them and just, just Jim Lee kind of swiftly walking past. I was like, the hell, <laughs> how did this happen? And then I just, yeah, you're You just have to go for it. I mean, I learned for sure. Man. My, my wife put me on this course. Uh, and it was a free course, and it was... Uh... Boys, just carry on. I'm going to go take piss real quick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was just like, let me find the right time to say I'm quickly going to the toilet, but I need to go right now, otherwise it's going to be an accident on the podcast. I'll go and quickly come back, and we'll, we'll, All right, we'll, back wrap up, we'll wrap up soon, because I know it's... Uh, what time is it over there for you, Dex? Uh, it's 9.15. All right, man, you want to give you the rest of your evening. But yeah, so my wife put me on this course and it was about stepping up to the occasion. Yeah, yeah, nice. Well, you got to send me that course, dude. Yeah, so that... Shit, you should let the world know about this this course, you know, stepping up to the occasion. Man. Yeah, no, I mean, I I was, I can't even remember that. It was so, it was about six... Oh, hold up, I'm going to get myself wrong here. My wife's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> five years ago when I met her. And it was yeah. about my transition from working in retail and not going for my passion. It was just after I came back from Hong Kong. I pursued my 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 comic book world career and kind of pushed 
put everything into one basket and said, I'm going to go for this. But there were certain things that I couldn't still overcome. And that was public speaking yeah. and jumping at opportunities when you got it. Because as you said, sometimes you're going to take something. It may not work out. So yeah, exactly. You need to keep moving forward and you need to try new things. And I suppose I was a bit shy and not that confident in what I was doing. And I think the moment I went to South Africa for three weeks, it was our honeymoon. Yeah. I had left my previous job. I just left. Yeah, yeah. So she knew that I wasn't happy at the job and she was like, just leave. And I was like, how can we do that? We just got married. Like, this is this is a very harsh decision. But she, she saw it in a way that something something will come up. And while we were in the Grand Canyon, sorry, not the Grand Canyon, the Blyde Canyons, I think, in South Africa, yeah. which is next to Cougar Park. And <laughs> I got this call on my phone while we we're in the mountains and the receptions was really bad and it's yeah. the company I work for now uh, <laughs> and it was so random they're like oh how would you like to come in for an interview and I'm like hold up how did this happen like I've got a job interview lined up just as soon as we come back from holiday yeah yeah I came back and we went for the interview and yeah I've, I've been working with them ever since and but they they've bought into my passion of geekiness as well which is really yeah, cool and I've become definitely gotta be you man like i I found like even it's weird because uh you know even in my my industry uh i probably i probably wasn't so much myself uh Mm. amongst like the people that i worked with uh that was simply because i i started from the bottom and i was learning as i went and i i had like much to prove for myself right Mm -hmm. uh like you know again you had to like this is a guy coming from working two jobs like seven days a week yeah. uh you know just to sustain a job that you're passionate about right Definitely. uh and so in the end it was like you know where most people saw it as work i saw it as like you know that was my opportunity and i couldn't i couldn't kind of uh like let that go so easily i had to take it seriously uh but i i would honestly say while I was doing everything that I did in my career, it was all about like kind of, you know, there were times where I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. Mm. Uh, I, I was just kind of diving in, going like, I'll figure it out as I go. Uh, but only to find out in the end, like you know, that that's what we're all doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, and at the end of the day, it was like once you realize that, uh, realize. That, Everyone, right? You know, some even some of the people that you fear approaching, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're all human. Do you know that's, what I mean? And that's some, right. some people, you know, they can choose to be bad people if they want, whatever, who cares? They're not really worth it. Uh, but just always be yourself. And, and, and I think now in life, I'm a bit more open to being myself and the people, the people that I've kind of uh, hung out with in my life, they, they know me. You know, so in the end, it's like, I think now if those opportunities arise and like you do see like celebrities, uh, you know, it's fine to geek out, right? It's fine to kind of, uh, you know, just kind of be you. Uh, and But at the same time, also be be a bit professional. <laughs> no, exactly. And exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, yeah. No, it's good. It's, it's, it's man, it's been it's. it's I've got to see a bit more of an insight on your side and, and I hope the people, the listeners, uh, 
you know, kind of take that passion and love and the grind and know that it is, it does pay off. Uh, hard work does. Uh, you but you still got to keep on top of it. Sure. Yeah. You, just, you really do get to do some amazing things. You just, uh, you know, don't hold back and, and, mm. and don't be ashamed. Even if you don't know, you'll learn as you go. Um, cool. And and you'll you'll come back with some pretty cool stories, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and maybe a few scars, but scars mm -hmm. are cool. Too. <laughs> right? Scars are very cool. I do like scars. Uh, yeah. But I was going to say another one. While we keep it on the on 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 before I uh, close this, is uh, your first uh, model that you got because I know we love collecting our models. Yeah, yeah. I call them toys because some people get offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your, what was, if you do remember, what was your first model that you got and you were like, oh man, I love this? Oh, okay. Uh, you want me to show it to you? I yeah, can show right. it. that'd be great. Okay. It is <laughs> Carnage. <laughs> so I'm looking forward. I, I'm looking forward to Sony's, uh, you know, Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they 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 do me right. You know, do me <laughs> justice or something. But I've been waiting a lifetime to see him take take uh, you know stage. Yeah. Uh, so this this is one. Uh, I'll show you a few if you if yeah. you want. This one, this one's one of my prizes. Uh, you know, one of the first I got, and it's still an amazing piece. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, to me, it's beautiful. Uh, Marvel Universe Carnage, uh, number one hundred and thirty-three from one thousand two hundred or one thousand and thirty-three from one thousand. Uh, this one, I'll show you. Uh, where is it? So when I used to work uh, with Turner uh, in the main lobby, uh, they used to have a display cabinet. Yeah. And, and while I went down to get my coffees, uh, I would see this piece, uh, and I would always be like, Ooh, "I want that!" Right? Uh, and actually, it was uh, it was like a, a Batman DC Direct. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, I loved it. It was pretty old school. Um, yeah. But. It just reminds me of the time I used to work at Turner, and I would see it uh, in the main lobby. Awesome. So this one I got. Um, but yeah, I, I got a few. But I don't want to mess up your display, dude. So no, no, it's pretty, pretty easy. Uh, but then, yeah, you saw my, my, you saw the one review I did, the one that I managed to get. That's right. That I, was, yeah. I was eyeing uh, as a kid. As, an, uh, as a 10 to 11 year old boy, yeah. uh, that was that was uh, uh, Randy Bowen's Batman on a gargoyle statue. Right, yeah, that's my pride and joy. It's got it's got its own its own like section. Uh, yeah, section over yeah. there under the spotlight as he nice. as he kind of like you know creeps on on top of the gargoyle and stuff. Uh, but yeah, the car Carnage was the first one. That's, um, awesome. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. All right, guys. Uh, I think it's it's going into the late evening for Dex, and Gilman will probably want to go toilet again soon. Uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> guys, make sure you check out uh, everything in the description, guys. Make sure you go follow everybody's pages. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's joined me on the call today. Dex, thank you for the time. 
thank you listening to your story and uh, and and I'm I'm hoping the feedback I get from the viewers is something of passion and love and you know helping people push forward and doing things that they love doing and being themselves and your your story is inspiring dude uh, uh yeah, thank you. give you kudos dude honestly it was thank you man. no I'm, I'm happy i'm happy to come on and and you know i'd love to love to geek out more um so you know anytime you you want me here uh, i'm down to awesome to, so i think we 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 should get you reoccurring because there's a lot of stuff coming out at the moment and I, and you and we love our movies yeah let's to uh, talk about some old movies so let's uh let's we should arrange another one let's talk about some old 80s and 90s movies that we love i think that'd be a great addition to the show uh but yeah, no, awesome, man. I, I can't thank you enough on the show. Guys, make sure you you, you click you. on the links in the description box. You, this is going to be on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, if you want to see our wonderful faces. Uh, but, uh, no, massive, massive thank you for joining the, the, the Brothers Geek Out podcast. And, uh, no, thank you so much. Thanks, guys, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Cheers, Dex. Yeah, well, good, it's good to catch you. up with you. Yeah, we'll catch up in a bit. Yeah, definitely. Guys, For sure. take care yourself. Have a have a nice evening, Dax. Gilman, I'll probably catch you later on. See ya. Peace. Peace.